Hello, everyone. Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. My name is Eileen Murphy, and welcome to the radio Horses Talk We Listen. And um, today we're doing the episode myself, and I have my friend Orla, who is also a conscious horse, conscious rider facilitator. And today we're ta- the, the name of today's episode is Horses and Money. What else is possible? So first of all, I'd like to provide the information about Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider for anyone that's not uh, familiar with what I'm talking about. Um, it's a, a speciality of Access Consciousness where we talk about um, horses and what they can contribute to us and what we can contribute to them and the tools of Access Consciousness, which is a body of work um, that just talks about consciousness and being more conscious and being more aware and receiving. And um, we'll get into that in a little bit. First of all, I want to introduce my co-host, and I just mentioned your name, Orla. Are you with me? Hi, Eileen, and hi, everybody who's listening to us now and in the future. Well, uh, my name's Orla, so as Eileen just said, I'm also a facilitator of Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider, and an access facilitator of the bars and access body processes, which are other sections of access consciousness. And I live in Mexico, but I'm half Irish, half French. And so (laughs) I've been basically facilitating these classes in Mexico. Cool. Yeah, I did. I did jump in and go ahead. I I am the host, but I suppose a lot of people wouldn't have, um, heard me, it's my first time doing a, the um, Horses Talk We Listen radio show. I'm Irish, if you didn't know by the accent. Uh, I come from <laughs> Galway in, in Ireland. And um, both of us qualified at the same time or um, achieved our facilitation for Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider last January, nearly a year now, in Texas. Yes. But as Orla said uh, herself, uh, we I've been facilitating the, like, the bars and um, the other classes and access for maybe a year or two or more but um I ride horses professionally it's my job it's been my my uh entire life basically I live on a horse farm in the west of Ireland and um I just love what I do and I love horses and so when I came across these these classes and this work I mean the first thing I saw every time time I ever saw Gary Douglas and Dane here uh, who are the founders of Access Consciousness? It was in a horse clinic. It was it was a video of a horse clinic where they were doing particularly amazing stuff with horses, and um, that was where I first saw Access. And then when I I was like fully, like everything they said rang so true for me, um, more so than any other thing I'd ever seen because I spent many many years working with horses and doing different. Um, clinics and methods and training methods and stuff and what they said rang so true that I was just like oh okay this is my thing I have to go and then I found out he was teaching facilitators which we had taught in years so there's now a bunch of new facilitators like myself and Orla um so how did you find out about conscious horse conscious rider or access Orla um actually I found out about access first before the Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider. I heard an interview mm. with one of the founders of Access, Dane here online. And mm. just like you said, when I listened to the interview, so much of 
everything he was saying rang so true to me, but he put it into words that I couldn't have put it into before. Mm. And I just knew that I had to find out more about it. So there was a special offer package you could purchase with the interview. So I got that Mm. and I started Googling it and finding out more information. And that's Mm. basically how I started. And I started with a bars class, which is the first class we normally take in access. Um, And from there on, basically later on, I found out that they had a class called Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider, where they applied all these tools of working with energy, basically, to horses. And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever to put horses together with energy work. Mm. Yeah, because this was, yeah, because <laughs> um, if, if I, I've heard Gary tell the story many times about how he's been, is 25 or is it 26 years nearly, or he's, he's um, since he, um, figured out the bars, which are these points on the head. We won't go into them today because it could take a year to talk about (laughs) all um, the other parts of access. But it's been about 25 or 26 years since he uh, found out about the bars. And then from the bars, there's all these body processes. And we were were going to just mention the body processes quickly because um, they relate to horses. Because someone just asked him one day, can you do these body processes? where you have different parts of the body where you can run different energies, um, similar to other things you've heard of. And this just, this just hasn't been heard of yet. So that's me and Orla are here today, getting out, telling as many people as we can about all the different, um, this, this amazing work. Um, these, someone asked him, could you use this body work on animals and horses? And he just said, yes. And he kind of didn't believe himself until he went and tried it out. Do you, do you remember that story? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I was like, and then he worked on some dogs and then he's been working with horses his whole life. Um, he has a ranch in Texas and he has a, a lot of horses in Costa Rica and um, these beautiful Costa Ricensin de Paso horses. I probably didn't pronounce that right. I'll let, I'll let Orla, can you pronounce that for me? Cause <laughs> Costa Ricense horses. <laughs> Costa Ricense horses. <laughs> um, um, so he he has a lot of these Costa Ricense horses and he's been bringing them into America. Now, I don't have those kind of horses in Ireland. We have more of a sport horse breed. But um, he did have his, his stallion. Do you remember his stallion's name? Um, Deseable. Dese, yeah, Deseable. He had yeah. a, a Texas. I remember getting to look at him and I thought they were great. Just for a kind of, uh, like... And a leisure animal to have. These are not race horses. They're not like, you know, mental horses that just go straight or like what I'm used to having, which is a massively like uh, fired up sport animal. Like his horse was just so calm and so elegant when he was um he was demonstrating how they they work the the trot the pesos, which is they have a particular kind of trot. But anyway, we're kind yeah. of going off off <laughs> slightly off the point, but we're still talking about horses. <laughs> Um, so he, he found out that he could use this, these body processes on animals and horses. And so the main part of a conscious horse, conscious rider class in the manual is body processes. You can use to help change anything from mm-hmm. a genetic defect to uh, a bruise, you know, a genetic right. abnormal. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, Arla, but I have use these processes for three years now on horses. Yeah. <laughs> it's, remar- 
I they just they just love it. <laughs> I go out to the yeah. field to the horse and um I'll just walk out to the field I have like say he's lame or he was at a competition the day before and perhaps he's a bit tired out or you know, he's been working hard and you just go out and and um you have sick horses as well and you have different animals that I'm working with and I just walk out to the field and I'll kind of put my hands where I think they're needed or what's appropriate for the process and and um um like sometimes you have animals that were mistreated or abused through and they're in a bit of a shock and you have processes like we won't name them there's a, like I don't know 150 processes no am I exaggerating that do you know how many body processes there no I think well there's about 50 or so for <laughs> that are in the in the manual for people and and in the horse manual I think there's about 15 but you yeah. can probably apply more of them to them yeah I think we just picked the main ones in the the horse manual mm-hmm. because the, the body process is a separate class by itself the body manual so anyway we we go through that and then we go through that those body processes during the class and then I am showing you kind of what they are and how to use them. And we will literally spend two days working on these body processes. And on top of that, then we have questions and tools. And my favorite part of the whole thing is that you honor the horse. Yeah. You know, um, it's all basically about opening up a real communication with the horse from my perspective anyway, and actually listening to them and what they desire to contribute and what they require. Yeah, yeah, because we can often decide that a horse has this problem or he's this behavior or because he his particular breed means he wants to be a particular type of horse. <laughs> like, um, you've heard about the, the thoroughbred that wanted to be a barrel racer. <laughs> he was a thoroughbred. <laughs> I think his name was, um, um, I forget the name, belonged to Gary and he wanted to be a, a a barrel racer and a quarter horse that wants to be a show jumper and they were never quite happy and they didn't work very well and never got their full potential until this was discovered. So that, that's what's the right. great thing. You can ask questions of horses and maybe they won't speak back in English, but if you're listening just right. They speak energetically. Yeah. Basically. Mm. <laughs> so um, the actual topic of today is, is money and finances yes. and horses. And, um, me and you are, are like really excited about this topic. Yes, it's maybe a strange topic to people that we <laughs> put those two things together, no? Yeah, because like what does a horse know about currency and dollar bills and apart from like <laughs> trying to eat them and euro notes <laughs> you like like animals and, and even like most children up until they're about ten years old, they don't really like animals don't have a clue what it is. It's, it's just pieces of paper, like the right. trees. Um, they, have, they don't see the relevance. But when you own a horse, as I'm sure many yeah. people listening to this are aware of, the, the pieces of paper are quite valuable. Um, <laughs> yes. From either a point of view of feeding them every day and taking care of them and everything that's required. And then the other perspective of uh, having them as a business and I create most of my money through horses. Right. And um, it's very interesting and it's very exciting. And yeah, and it's funny, it's funny that you say that because you create most like of your business comes from horses. 
So you're creating Mm -hmm. money with horses. And Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a teenager, so I was really, really big time into horse riding. And I was considering studying equine science. And I ended up not doing it largely because people told me I would be poor if I studied horses and worked with horses. I would never make any money from that. And I would end up cleaning stables for the rest of my life. So I opted not to study equine science. And the funny thing is, you know, in Access, there's this tool that says your point of view creates your reality. So if that's basically, if you have that point of view that you can never make money from horses and you'll be poor, that's what you'll create. But mm-hmm. I realized later, well, what if that's not true? Actually, there's loads of ways that you can make money with horses. You know, there's riding lessons, there's bringing tourists out on trails, there's boarding horses, there's training them, there's riding horses for other people. There's like a ton of things you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. And I mean, just to, I this is a little, it's a fact I found out today <laughs> The most expensive show jumper price ever recorded for a purchase of a horse was 12 million for an Irish sport horse named Going Global that competed at the Olympics this year and was wow. sold to Athena Onassis, who is, if if you remember, Jackie O, the president's wife, President mm-hmm. JFK's wife, Jackie Onassis. Um, I think it would be her, Athena Onassis will be her grandchild. Um, or great their the granddaughter, something like that. Um, she, I might be wrong in that. I went to I went to the Onassis family anyways. Um, this fabulous, fabulous horse that jumped out of his socks at the Olympics. Um, wow. And he's an Irish horse, but twelve million is <laughs> more than some people will even make in a lifetime. And and no, it's still yeah. you never make money with horses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? So. Yeah, so basically it's just an interesting point of view that you can't yeah. make money with horses. Yeah, this is it. Like, this is it. And this, like, this is the thing. The, the winner of the Olympic horse, the show jumping in the Olympics, his name was Big Star. And um, uh, he, he, today, so he's worth God knows how many million if a horse that just competed at the Olympics is sold for 12 million. Big Star is probably worth 20 million, but he's never going to be sold. He's just, He's he Nick Skelton is the name of the writer and I think he's um he's a pet and he's staying with him until he, he's in his old age in retirement. Do you do you mm-hmm. know Big Star? Have you heard of? Or no, I haven't. <laughs> he's just a little. He's like the superstar dote of of the Olymp of the <clears throat> horse world because he did he did such a great job for his um rider, who mm-hmm. is a sixty year old man with a. <laughs> a bad hip who <laughs> won an Olympic medal. So we all kind of, you know, you can get there if you want. So we don't need to be Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps. <laughs> we can be 60 years old with a bad hip and still win an Olympic medal. But um, big, big star has injured himself. And now it looks like he won't be able to compete for an extended period of time. So <laughs> this is it with horses. You never know what's going to happen. So having any conclusion about what horses, and I've had it myself, I've had superstar horses that people are offering me five and five figures for, and, and I'm like, why, why do you want, <laughs> why do you want to give me five figures for him, or his, or her, or this one, there's uh-huh. another one much nicer over here, nobody wants to, nobody wants to buy or sell this one for me at all, 
And um, uh-huh. it's so interesting. You're just like, I, I give up. I give up. And then I came across access. I wouldn't give up, but it was like, I give up trying to figure out what people want and what they don't want. And right. like, when I came across access and conscious horse, conscious rider, Gary introduced the concept to me that the horse knows what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, the horse knows whether he's ready to leave me or if he wants to spend more time with me or if I have something to contribute to him or he has mm-hmm. something he feels he can contribute to me. And maybe he has a point of view about his, like, what he wants to do, if he wants right. to be a children or if he wants this person um, to be his owner or if he wants someone else to be his owner or how much exactly. money he wants to be sold for. <laughs> um, and they can um, even tell you how much they want to be sold for. Yeah. I've had mm-hmm. that so many times. I've had that, like I've I've had a figure in my head for one horse because I I do have horses for sale at the moment, and I had this figure in my head for this one horse, and I kept going like that can't be right because that's not going to be the figure I get for him. It it was <laughs> maybe more than what I thought he was worth, and then like I had three people tell me like one of them was an access facilitator, and um, yeah. um I had three people tell me oh isn't he worth this figure, like and I was like okay how did you know that figure was in my head? <laughs> <laughs> it was because this was what the horse was wanting. And sometimes you can't kind of, you're afraid to trust your intuition or your awareness because you think it's too good to be true. But right. you have to kind of let the, the signs show. Yeah. And, and I think it, actually, I think a lot of this conscious horse, conscious rider, all this work with horses is a lot about trusting what you're getting, mm-hmm. what you're receiving as information from the horse's. Mm. Yeah, and it's not necessarily figures or words. I mean, for me, the this is the light and heavy tool. Did we? Yes. If you do, you wanna? Um, Did it explain it? Yeah. You yes, explain that, Orla. Please, thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the one of the basic basic tools that we learn in Access is light and heavy. So basically, everything that is light for you is true for you. And everything that's heavy is a lie. So, mm-hmm. and it could be different for every person. But so when you're asking a question to your horse, for example, if you're asking your horse how much he wants to be sold for, and you mm-hmm. get a number uh, immediately, if that's light, then that's right, basically. That's true. That's mm-hmm. what the horse wants to be sold for. Yeah. And if it's heavy, there's a lie. Yeah, it's it's not the number that he wants to be sold for. So like what right. I would do is, as an exercise, they're just like, um, say, like in Ireland, you're talking about an average horse that would jump um, like a meter fence high or something like that um, for 5,000. That feels like that feels light because <laughs> I've just said it. Well, like you can go out to your horse. We, we, um, we, um, just pick a name of a horse off the top of your head, Orla, just for fun. A name of a horse? Any horse. It doesn't have to necessarily be a horse that you own, but just pick a horse's name. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, can it be a Spanish name? Yeah. Okay, Capina. She's the horse I've been riding. Oh, so you were thinking, okay, an actual horse. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Maybe the horse <laughs> won't want to be sold, but we can say, um, Gabinia, would you like to be sold for, uh, <laughs> will we do euros <laughs> or dollars? Yes, 10,000 euros. Okay, I just went dollars. 
Um, so you can just say, well, I'm trying, I'm just trying to demonstrate the tool of light and heavy. Would you like to be sold for $10,000? Would you like to be sold for $9,000? Would you like to be sold for $7,000? Or you can go the other way. Could you like right. to be sold for $11,000, $12,000? And you just feel like, and then you can just kind of sense when it feels like it's a happy or mm-hmm. when it's a, a sad. I, I, everybody feels a bit different with the, with the light and heavy. If you're waiting for the light or the heavy feelings come, you've missed it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you, ever get, right. you don't sit there. It's not like a bus. <laughs> I you ain't gonna you're not at the bus stop kinda of waiting for the light to show up or for the heavy to show up. It's pretty much instant to the point yeah. that you'll probably miss not like um what was it, Dane talking about uh, like doing yoga or something like that where you're you have to just sit and can breathe. I forget where um he I forget what we I think he was talking about the lighter heavy tool and it was just like mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty instantaneous. Your awareness is really, yeah. really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is, and that's the best, that's the, one of the biggest things I love about this stuff and consciousness um, and conscious horse, conscious rider is the horse is very fast. I know myself when you're working with horses, if if you are, if you're not aware and you're not picking up on the signals, um, like the horse will pick up something and spin and run away and you'll be left on the ground wondering what happened. <laughs> <laughs> like they they know something's coming and then um they're very well able so um so we were talking we're, we're it's just so strange talking about horses and money and i wonder what they know about it yeah and the other the other side of it so you know we were talking there about uh a horse can tell you how much he wants to be mm-hmm. sold for but mm-hmm. the other way around, you can ask a horse, if you're going to buy a horse, if you're thinking of buying a horse, you can ask the horse, truth, if I buy you, will you make me money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love that one. That just makes and my again, life so easy. And again, light and heavy. Yeah. Yeah, that is another major, for me anyways, as because I, I literally go and I buy them for money. <laughs> So I will go, and there's been a one or like, and I mean, I've been doing it for many, many years, and I've only found about the light and heavy tool before that, since like in the last two years, sorry. Um, yeah. But I've always been kind of knowing, yes, this horse is coming home with me, or no, this horse isn't coming home with me. So when someone was able mm-hmm. to explain to me that they were going to make me money, now some of them didn't make me money. They they didn't sell. Mm-hmm. They didn't sell for good money, but they contributed to me in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. Which is not necessarily in increasing the, the dollar amount in the bank account. But I have one guy out there and he, he I keep asking him, do you want to be sold? Maybe once a month or so. And he's like, no. Nah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I write him every day. And the contribution to me is the space I get when I sit on him, he's just so kind of, he's not a lazy horsey. Mm-hmm. For me, he's not by any means an amateur rider, or horse, but I love riding him because he just kind of bops along and we jump and we have fun and I can, I recorded a video on him, which you can find on my YouTube channel if um, you're interested, Eileen Murphy on YouTube. And I have a wee video that I have on him and I, it's so funny. At the start of the video, I introduced him, and he whinnies. 
I'm just having a little uh, spin around the field on Jimmy, and you can just hear Jimmy whinny. <laughs> he's like, hello. <laughs> so he's just been a huge contribution because many other horses I have, they, you, you don't want to be videoing on them because they'll just be like, oh, you're not paying attention to me. Your focus <laughs> is not on me. So I'm going to jump around the field and you lose your phone on the ground and smash it. <laughs> so um, it's about like the... The, I ha, I can have that ease and relaxation for that hour with this horse and mm-hmm. so it's just like taking a break and that can be as valuable to some people as 100 euros you know as, as right money. and how much like how much is that you know like joyful riding the horse how much is that contributing to you creating more money in a less linear kind of a way like yeah. you know the like money follows joy. It's not the opposite way, way around. So what if by your horses contributing more joy to you, you're actually generating more money as well? Yeah. In, in such a nonlinear way that yeah. it, it, it's like, it's, huh? What? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's like, it's, it's so nonlinear. It's so like, it, it's kind of scrambled, chaotic, um, particulate. I uh, it, It's just so non-linear. It's one of the best ways of describing it that I can't even. I like you could talk about a, a one way of looking at it, but there is no point because you'll only limit yourself to having that way of it showing up. It's yeah. kind of just being happy. Yeah, um, money follows joy. Joy does not follow money. We can. That's a that's a money too, and I think it's it's good. It's a quite topical for today's call because horses are essentially one of the most beautiful animals on the planet as, <laughs> as um <laughs> as you know Arla. And, yeah, um, i agree <laughs> they bring a lot of joy to a lot of people like how, how many little girls and big girls <laughs> and little boys and big boys wouldn't go a day without a horse in their life even though they might have um they might be costing them uh, a fortune even. Um, and, and like, they'll, they'll keep, you know, they, they'll just keep going back to the horses and keep going back for lessons. And yeah. um, and they're cost them, costing them a lot of money, but at the same time, they're happy people when they're around the horses. So um, is the money really a problem? Like, this is a tool, I think, from Simone Molasses, who is another facilitator mm-hmm. of access consciousness. If you want to check her out, she does Joy of Business. She's a fantastic business mogul, um, an access person, and just a very nice person to be around as well, I find. Um, <laughs> and it did, what the tool is, um, money follows joy. When you're happy, money will want to play with you. It wants to show up and be in your life. <laughs> and, yeah. Um if you're just willing to be able to receive it. And joy doesn't follow money. And that means just basically because you have money does not necessarily mean you're going to be happy. Yeah. And you see a lot of people that are kind of working themselves and their bodies quite hard and they stress about, I'm not talking about like you have a hustle. You can get mm-hmm. up every day and, and work 18 hours a day and be happy. But you can also work 18 hours a day or even eight hours a day and be mm-hmm. miserable. And yeah. kind of wonder what life is about. And you may have money, but it doesn't mean you're happy. 
mm-hmm. and um, like the, it, that's one of the biggest tools about it is when you're happy it's easier to have money around you don't have to worry you don't like you don't worry about it as much even when you're like how many people I don't do you know many people I know a good few people that are maybe have money and they're comfortable and life is fine and you know they don't have to worry about food on the table and more than that even they have they're quite kind of well off in this mm-hmm. society's way of looking at things but yeah. they just are not happy <laughs> they're just like not happy and um, right. I find that oh that's very interesting um, so <laughs> wait have you any other um, questions sorry I'm cracking my back <laughs> horses are heavy creatures to carry around well, with. Go on. Well, the other thing, um, so so in access, it's um, a lot of it is about asking, you shall receive, right? It's about asking questions and being willing to receive. So, yes. one of the tools that you can use um, if you have horses is you can actually ask your horse to contribute to you financially or to contribute to himself financially to create the money for himself. And you can even multiply that by 10 if you want. So you can (laughs) tell your horse, Hey, please contribute to yourself financially and times 10 (laughs) basically. Uh, And if you're willing to receive it, it can show up. Isn't that just like mind blown? (laughs) It's just so contrary to what we every day in this reality which is right. A plus B equals C. Yeah. A plus B equals C. You will um, you will go to work, do a job, money shows up in your bank account. Yeah. So going it's out very to linear. Yes. <laughs> and we're all about that nonlinear <laughs> over here. <laughs> God knows we probably have way too much fun for some people. They might not like it. <laughs> They might not like uh, having this much fun, so they can. It's okay. They don't need to come. But <laughs> it's all about like A plus B equals C, and and it's not like that. It doesn't have to be like that. And this is where the energy kind of comes in. And asking a question, because if you mm-hmm. don't, I mean, like if you never ask, you'll never know. You know. Right. Just go out there and ask the horse. You know, what do you know about money? And yeah. making me money, and ener- like it's 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 an energetic thing. He's mm-hmm. not going to get a job in the local supermarket. Like right. he's going to suddenly <laughs> invent himself as a cart horse and pull and pull the shopping cart. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> but you know he isn't going to just go out start working nine to five and 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 roll in a paycheck because he's a horse. That's not what horses do. <laughs> they eat grass right. and they jump and they run around the field. Right. But um, what they can do is uh, be aware that you require them to contribute energetically to your business as they do with me. That's one of the biggest things they ask them every day is um, what part of the business would you like to contribute to today? Or, you know, mm-hmm. are you looking to like go to a competition and win the competition for me? Or are you looking for... Um, I'll ask them these questions and, and see what they come up with. Or do you want me to place an ad for you today? Or 
oh, do you want mm-hmm. someone to come and ride you today for a lesson, you know? Um, yeah. Because very often I see it a lot where horses kind of get placed in a riding school or a riding centre where people kind of, like for me anyways, I have people come here that ride horses and so many times you'll have one girl will show up out of the blue and pick this horse and then six months later their horse is gone, horse is sold. That girl is yeah. gone and that horse is gone and they're happy out. You see that all the time. Do you see that in, in Mexico? Or? Um, well, actually, I think I'm the other side of that story that you're telling because <laughs> I'm riding at a riding center at the moment and the third horse that I was put on there to, to ride so the first day they put me on a horse because they didn't know me. That was more of a beginner kind of horse. And then they realized I could ride a little more advanced kind of horse. So mm-hmm. then I was on, an, on another one who was already mm-hmm. just recently been sold. And then I, they put me on another one. It was the one <laughs> I've been riding ever since. And <laughs> I really, I'm, I've been asking myself a lot of questions now about the possibility mm-hmm. of maybe buying her. So mm. I'm the other side of that story where I've been riding the horse and I want to buy her now. So, Well, yeah, I mean, maybe this horse has been creating you, cre- creating, uh, like this horse has been pulling energy to get you to come to her. Yeah. At this yeah. point, you, you know, this is what she, maybe it's what she's requiring as well. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't keep a horse for more than, like I hope to keep them for longer than two years, but they usually just kind of find good homes. But I'm always very aware of what contribution they can be with me and I can be with them unless they're um, with horses. They have to be doing. I feel like 99% of horses out there, if they're not, they're not garden ornaments. Uh-huh. If they ain't working, if they ain't out doing, you know, in their field, in and out of their field, working, taking, writing lessons out, you know, giving activities, giving their brain something to do every day, interacting yeah. with other horses, they get bored. And so yeah. even at my level where I'm bringing them to competitions every day and I'm eventing them and I'm, I'm, I'm working them and schooling them, if they know that what I'm doing, I've kind of reached as far as I'm going to go with them, I go further with a different horse. They they kind of move on, which is... Right. You know, right. Someone shows up bring them. So... Um, it's it's amazing. Who knows? Is this the, is this the horse for you? I wonder. Would you want to talk about that? Would we talk? Do a little facilitation. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I wonder. I've been asking a lot of questions about it, and <laughs> as you as you just said, I feel like she's been pulling my energy a lot, and I get a mm. lot of um, information from her. Like I feel like I'm having a lot of conversations energetically with her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we'll, 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 so you're having a lot, and what kind of conversations are there? Are they, uh, well, about- actually, uh, the last thing that came up is that I feel like she's been asking to do a little bit of a different kind of work. She's actually a show jumping horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what her owner like uses her for. And, um, I mm-hmm. I feel like she's been asking to do more liberty work. That's like the most recent thing that I've I've got from her. Liberty work, as in, um, uh, lun- uh, groundwork and yeah, 
loose. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this is uh, so just to, I'd like to pose one question and then I'd like to talk more about what you said about the ground, the liberty worker groundwork, in case there's someone that right. doesn't know what the phrase liberty means in, in horsey terms. Um, it literally means working the horse at liberty, so the horse is free yeah. in an enclosed pen because sometimes they'll just F off across the field. <laughs> they just run away <laughs> and they're like, oh, grass. They have the short attention span. They're like, oh, there's my owner or there's Orla, but there's grass and I'm hungry. I'm always going to eat. So you have them in a pen, but you don't physically have any rope or anything connecting the horse. To them. Um, you're just kind of in your body language and your physical cues to interact with the horse so they're at liberty so that's that mm-hmm. cleared up mostly um so my first yes. question for you is has you're toying with the idea of buying her right? yes yeah and it's so funny a, because if i'm honest i haven't actually asked the owner what her price would be yeah. and it's funny because we're talking about horses and money and I've already got a point of view she's going to be too expensive for me oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep so is that going to um, well first of all first question is first first of all what I want you to do is ask in this 10 seconds at this exact time yeah you know because this can change does this horse want to own you Yes, I get a yes in this 10 seconds. <laughs> That's hilarious. Me too. Um, in this 10 seconds, you get the yes. That's cool. Uh-huh. So um, you can ask the horse, to, you know, what's it going to take for me to own you, you know? Yeah, I've I, been asking I, that. The, the, the figure is kind of doesn't matter. I mean, have you just not broached the topic because you think she's not for sale or... No, apparently she could be for sale um, because the owner says he's pretty willing, kind of like you, he's willing to sell any of his horses pretty much, you know, if someone wants to buy them. Yeah. And you're hesitating with um, asking the question. Yeah, I'm scared to hear the price. (laughs) Isn't it funny that we're on this topic today? (laughs) That's brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and your, the fear about the price is that it'll be too much for you to pay, and that's it. End the story. Right, because she's a she's a show jumping competition horse, so I'm guessing she's not a cheap horse. She's going to be okay. pretty expensive. Uh huh. Point of view. Exactly. She, I mean, the twelve million euro no. going global <laughs> nine year old Irish sport horse. I mean. If she's answering like that, that's an expensive horse in my world. Right. <laughs> so, comparatively speaking, she's probably not going to be that price. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what is your point of view? Okay, let me see. Because um, I don't have that in my world. Because, like I said, some of the horses that I get sold, like producing and selling and like I said, twelve million is the price of a horse. Four million is the price of a horse. So I don't yeah. really. Have, well, they're not my horses. Like my horse is mm-hmm. going for the five five figures. I've yet to get one for six figures, but it's going to happen soon. <laughs> so how much? What would it take for me to sell a horse for six figures in the next year? <laughs> um, we have another. That's called asking a question, and we have this thing called a clearing statement, which yeah, we won't go into. We're going to use it. It sounds like gibberish. Right. Mhm. Yeah. 
we're not going to go into it for the. Maybe we will at the end of the call. But if you go, well, maybe we can just we can send them to the page if they if you want more information, you go to theclearingstatement.com and it will explain it. Yeah, or accessconsciousness.com or drdanehere.com because that page is amazing. That man is brilliant. He does these fantastic videos every kind of week or so called the tour of consciousness where he's just like on a beach in Rome or in Italy, like or in some beautiful um, building in Stockholm. And he gives it, he just chats away to you and gives you a tool and helps explain consciousness to you. But the clearing statement, so my six figure horse in the next year, everything that doesn't allow that to happen. Yes. In this, you know, destroy and uncreate it. That's kind of, yeah, we, me and Orla have been hearing this kind of sentence for a year, so we kind of understand what we're saying. But we're not just, we're destroying and creating stuff that, um, like, it's no, it's not a negative thing to destroy something if, because um, you have to, you know, you have to break eggs to make an omelette, you know? <laughs> it's not, things change constantly. The leaves fall off the trees at this time of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. The leaves fall off the trees and die and they're destroyed. But that has to happen for new leaves to grow next year and the tree will increase in its size next year. So, you know, what we're asking for is more. We destroy and uncreate what's stopping us from creating more in our lives. And the actual clearing statement. Do you want to say the clearing statement, Dora? Yeah, so the clearing statement is right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds wow and so basically in in this kind (laughs) of a case i could say okay eileen anything that doesn't allow you to sell a horse for six figures will you destroy Mm -hmm. and uncreate it yes right wrong good bad online pot pot shorts boys and beyonds and can i ask you a question yes everything that is stopping you from being willing to be the energy that will allow this horse to become yours or for you to buy it. Yes. Because you may not have to pay money for it. <laughs> There's yeah. the other aspect of it. Destroy and create. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good and bad, right and wrong, pot of buck, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. I tend to not do clearing question statements. Like, I tend to make them long and gibberish. I kind of (laughs) work at creating and then pock and pot everything that doesn't allow that to happen. (laughs) Whereas some people are amazing at asking questions. Like, you're quite good at at asking kind of appropriate questions that aren't just massive sentences because I get lost. But, you know, maybe you don't need money for it to show up. Or maybe what, I mean... Or what you and her creating at the moment, is that, are you happy with that at the moment? Or do you think she wants you to do more? Um, I'm happy happy with it, but I get that there is more. Cool. Mm -hmm. And maybe you don't, no, we're we're playing around, we're kind of dancing around the topic of you buying her um, with other possibilities like that you, I mean, you've been riding her regularly and you don't own her which is as good as what a lot of people you know the, you yeah. know, this kind of shows you that you don't necessarily need to purchase a horse to have fun with them and spend time with them and talk to them Sometimes right you just go up to one in the field and just yeah i don't want people to run up to horses in paddocks now and i get i'd be like 
like because <laughs> some horses are not friendly. <laughs> and some horses are you have to use to your awareness, basically. Yeah, yeah. If there's a horse sitting there with his head out over the wall, staring at you, begging your attention like a puppy dog, yeah, maybe go up and put your hand out and let him sniff you and just be careful. And <laughs> I personally tell people don't feed them treats. And if you are going to feed them, drop it on the ground inside the gate. Don't put your hand out because they can break fingers. <laughs> I have seen mm-hmm. it happen. They've broken arms. So carrots. I don't advise to feed anything else. Just carrots. <laughs> um, it's just my point of view. But um, I, you're you're as well just to stand there and just kind of look at the horse. They don't. They're not massively um, touchy feely with new people. Anyways, they're you know they like to kind of feel your feel you out um but go out and talk to one you don't have to purchase the horse but we will come back to, to getting um getting into a little bit more about this mare um because she wants liberty work with you well that's what i actually got just yesterday literally that she was wow. asking for that it's mm-hmm. funny because we, we had been speaking a couple of days ago um and you had been saying how you wanted to do you haven't haven't been the most confident at um, your liberty work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to maybe <laughs> work on that a bit more. And now you have some a horse that wants to work on it with you. Yeah. How, cool that? <laughs> How does it get any better than that? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I mean, I know some horses that just want to get up and get on and go, go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get on and go. We just stop messing around with this, this nonsense. <laughs> Why are you standing <laughs> on the ground? Let's get on. Let's go. Um, so it's really cool then that you have one that wants to actually wants to kind of interact with you on the ground, which is what you're looking for. Is now what you're asking for, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Ask a question. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> you know, if you're willing to allow it to happen, it happens. So what would it take for a million euro to show up in mine in your bank account? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, okay. Will we clear maybe is it a you have this point of view that you won't be able to afford her? Yeah, probably. That the mm-hmm. figure yeah. That the figure he's gonna quote to you is going to be uh, one that you can't afford. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um I'll give you I'll give you a concept of called it's called haggling. <laughs> okay. Don't take the first. Don't ever take the first price. <laughs> well, it's like, in horses, it's called it's 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 horses called haggling. What it's called light and heavy as well. Um, mm-hmm. or you know, if you do, you have a point of view about what price you want to pay for her. Um. Well, I've been asking her how much she wants to be sold for. Okay. But do you? And I get a number. Okay. Does that number work for you? That number works for me, but I'm not sure if that's really what he's going to sell her for. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. There is a trick here. Um, and it's <laughs> kind of slightly manipulative. But, I mean, if the horse wants, this is kind of, we, 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 what, what I like to do is I like to, basically I'm all about what works for the horse. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you're telling, don't tell her. Okay, this is a figure that I can, I'm happy with. Are you happy with being sold for that figure? Because, I mean, 
money isn't really relevant to horses. I think in a lot of ways, there she's like one mm-hmm. figure, it could be seven figures, it could be six figures. Sometimes they do. Uh, but ask her, so you're kind of yourself and herself have agreed on a figure. So tell yeah. her to put it in his head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is priceless. Have you figured, have you, do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. Yeah. I ask her to put the figure in the current owner's head so that he will sell her for that price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's about, you know, that's, I mean, what else could you do? Yeah. I I don't like to go into more details about, you know, or like, you know, pock and podge, whatever he thinks that they're worth at the moment or whatever this is. Yeah. But I, um, I do find it funny that you didn't ask him for a figure. I know I haven't asked yet. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he's thinking of, maybe he doesn't have, a, what would it take for him to be like, oh, this is Orla is amazing and her and this horse seem to get on beautifully, so I'd be very happy to see them together, whatever that looks like. You know. What would it take, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what would it take for you to create whatever figure he desires, you know? Yeah. Because um, she, you know, and like what contribution is she going to be to your life? And what if the other thing that's occurring to me, what if I can ask her, the horse, to contribute to creating that figure? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, what contribution mm-hmm. should be to your life in creating money flows that, that you never have any. I'm not talking about throwing your money out, you know, or, or you know, I give whatever number it has to be, whatever, mm-hmm. I can pay all the money you need, you know, I can pay 12 million for this horse if, if that's what you need. No, it's about what works for him because um, what works for him and what works for, for you and what works for the horse, so. Yeah. Yeah. What would it take for it to never be an issue? Yeah. Money never to be uh, uh, like anything more than just a, a question, and um, you know, for you to just desire to know the figure that he he's willing to exchange her for, so that you can just go ahead and create it out of thin air. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, like, okay. Um. So I mean, knowledge is knowledge is the greatest thing I find in, and um, with me, anyways, knowledge of the industry is kind of essential for um, just it's not not from a point of view of conclusion that oh I know what like a, a typical sport horse gets sold for and uh, a typical pony gets sold for and a thoroughbred gets sold for it's just more for information um, purposes and then I go and ask the horse and and um, yeah. It's all it's all just information that you can receive, and that's a lot of what I was I'm doing with the access tools as well. This is all useful information, and having a conversation with you, I mean, it brings. I love talking to people about this stuff. Ooh, have I have I lost Orla? No, I thought I lost oh, you there for a minute. I couldn't hear anything for one minute there. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought something went funny. But anyway, we are um we're coming up on the last five minutes of the show, which is amazing. Yeah. 
our yes. first run. Our Maybe first we run. can we can um, sum up some tools for people to use about yeah. money and horses. Some yeah. questions. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, what I'd like to just brought really quickly is the um, energy pulls. Yeah. And this is one of the biggest tools. Um, when you ask the question and you say the clearing statement, so you're getting rid of whatever roadblocks or whatever hurdles or whatever massive, enormous, giant, ever-sized walls that you have in the way of <laughs> receiving, um, whatever the point of view is that you have stopped, put up that's stopping you from maybe creating or receiving whatever it is you desire, whether it's money or, like, um, you know, happiness, um, you ask your question, you clear, you do the clearing statement, and then I think the energy pull, which is um, usually physically asking the energy to circulate towards you and circulate like like a wind to circulate the money towards you or the happiness towards you, and to make sure that it flows through you and out far side out 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 the back of you or at the far side or whatever if you're if you like to see it come down through your head or I often like to see it literally coming towards me like a big hug um, mm-hmm. you can ask the horse to pull energy for you they're really good at pulling energy <laughs> mm-hmm. they're massive energy pull, pullers because they just we will just run around after them like I mean anybody I mean, some people are afraid of horses, but most people I know out there just think they're amazing creatures. And they're like supermodels, and they're all about pulling energy, which is just basically attracting stuff to them. The kind of law of attraction is kind of one way of explaining it. So yeah, have you a different way or, of explaining energy pulls, or do you want to explain it, Orla? Mm, no, I think that's pretty much... You pretty much... Mm. Uh, explain this, I think. I've nailed it, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> I, usually, I usually don't. I'm usually kind of like, well, it's a thing that you do and that's it. But I, I, um, being able to The thing is, there, on... isn't, there isn't really a, I think people look for how to do it, but it's not mm. really a how to. You just ask for it and it happens. <laughs> you ask full energy and it happens. And you can practice it by you know, um, going to a cafe and sitting in a corner of the cafe and pulling energy from people and you'll start mm. seeing the people turn around to look at you. And that's mm. when you know, oh, cool, I'm pulling energy. <laughs> it can be that. It's, it, it, it's not that simple. Is it that simple? Wow. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's not how things have to be done. Things have to be done in a, 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 a difficult way. There's no way things could be that easy. <clears throat> Sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, I've done this coffee shop thing. I've I've done that coffee shop thing. I've heard people talk about that before and and um just sat there and been like, you know, and drop your barriers as well. This is another tool. Drop the barriers, which means don't which means I mean, one way of explaining it is don't like be like, Oh my god, I don't want people looking at me. If you're sitting there right. in the corner of a coffee shop trying to pull energy from people to get them to look at you, but at the same time you're like, oh, I hope people don't look at me. It's kind of a exactly. conflicting um, um, perspective. So, you know, if you want them to look at you, be like, oh, it's okay if they're looking at me. It's fine. 
it it <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, so you have drop like the I love the way it's explained is is drop your barriers, just be open to receiving because they're not re- no one can hurt you, you know when you're in a coffee shop or sitting there drinking a latte or whatever fancy coffee you like. They're not going. To, no one's going to come over and 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 accuse you of pulling energy from them. <laughs> um, it's not really going to be a distract a detractor. And um, right. Um. And so pushing energy as well is another tool. Should it's we summarize easy. some of the some of the questions that we gave yeah. to kind of close off? Yeah. 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 So what was the first thing we were talking about, which was the, the first thing we talked about was about conclusions and points of views that people have about horses and money and letting all of those go. And for mm. that, you can use the tool, interesting point of view. I have that point of view. Mm. Which is just saying that sentence over Several. and over and over and over and over forever for right. the rest of your life. <laughs> right. And if you want and to then, find out more about that, you can hit up accessconsciousness.com or drdanehere.com. Or, um, go talk to a facilitator. Talk to me. Talk to Orla. You'll find us on Facebook. We're very easy to get a hold of. And right. we're kind of happy enough to... It's what we do for a living. It's what we do every day. We use these <laughs> tools and we like talking to people about these tools. And if you want to ring into the radio show or type in your question, we're probably going to be back here again very soon. Um, same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So if you want more, if you have any more questions about say, that tool or anything else we've talked about, do not be afraid to contact us. Um, yes. What was the next and one you used? The next ones were asking questions like ask a horse, um, if you have a horse, how much it wants to be sold for. And if you're buying a horse, ask Truth, if I buy you, will you make me money? Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you already have horses, ask them to contribute financially. And I just really quickly, just in case someone doesn't know that, because I'm not sure if I was clear at the top of the show when I spoke about it, um, the Conscious Horse Conscious Rider Clinic is a two and a half day clinic where you will we get a manual. There's usually, like myself or yourself, Orla, we will mm-hmm. talk about it for... Um, Two days, we go through the manual. We go through all these tools that we were talking about for the last hour. We go through the list of body processes, and we show you how to use them, and we show you how to use the tools and ask the questions. And we very often, most of my clinics, any in any of have ever been to, we have horses present that want to contribute, right. and we will demonstrate how to put this. You know, you can talk about the stuff, and if the horses have anything that they want mm-hmm. to talk about, we can talk about it. Um, so that's the clinic, and I have um, one. I'm planning on scheduling one for the new year. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to know more about that, hit me up on Facebook, Eileen Murphy. Um, Google me. I'll, I'm one of the first ones on Facebook. You'll see me. There's a horse in the photograph. It's a giveaway. Um, what, what, how do you get in contact with you, Orla? Uh, I'm Orla Juliette Boray on Facebook, and I'm mm-hmm. also planning to do a taster class at the beginning of the year, the new year as well, of it's Conscious it's Horse, Conscious Me- Rider. Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I butchered that as well, didn't I? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm in Ireland. Orla's in Mexico, and we'd love to hear yeah. from you. And, um, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Yes, we're coming up to the end, so we'll say goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.